I've washed my hair and it's all gone really fluffy. Looks like you got a wig on. <laughs> That's definitely my hair, but it is definitely fluffy. Yeah, we have far too many conversations about your hair. Yes, and I don't do enough with it to warrant it, if I'm honest. <laughs> this is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sheer Isolation. I am John Ponting in Cricklade. Kieran Moore is over there in Trowbridge. Joining me via Zoom. Hello, Kieran. Hello, John. I'm still in Trowbridge. I haven't left. It's now got cold, John. The summer has gone. Um, so I'm in my attic and my attic is now cold. So I've gone from either being baking hot to ice cold. There's no happy medium. Uh, no, I thought you had a few insulation panels up there. I do. And I'm sure they are doing a wonderful job. It's just it's very cold. So <laughs> uh, you right. know what's really funny, John? The insulation panels I've got are like bubble wrappy things. And they say the Derwent on them. And the Derwent was a piece of art that travelled around the country. And it stopped off at Trowbridge Town Hall. And when we were getting rid of all the junk in the Trowbridge Town Hall, I took these massive panels of like bubble wrap. I pinned them to the, the inside of my attic. So I've got the Derwent artwork, all, all the all the packaging it came in stuck in my in my attic. <laughs> so behind my microphone here, you know, like, yeah, you know, like when you're a proper ra- radio studio and stuff, you have the soundproofing, the the kind of the egg cup foam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I've got a wall of that, which which I rescued from work because it was packaging from laptops that we bought. So I've got like twenty panels. Very of foam. cool. We're similar in so many ways. I've got actually funny you should say that I was literally going through the rubbish at my work the other day and someone has chucked out 12 roughly laptop sized white egg cup style phone packaging and I've I've kept 12 panels you can't you throw this away that any kid in his bedroom could use that for a vocal booth and be away you know what I mean mm. Sound advice right off the top of the show there. So the the purpose of Sheer Isolation is to highlight and promote the local music and art scene. Uh, And in the next half hour, we will play a couple of tunes and chat to a guest. Um, This week, we're playing part two of a guest who we spoke to uh, a couple of weeks ago, which is Jimmy Watkins, who um, was talking to us about his YouTube sensation when he goes running and and, uh, reviews albums and charity fundraising. He's an absolute legend and a hero. Um, It was so much content, we had to split it into two. Yeah. Uh, so this week we're going to talk to him more about his bands and the fact that he could have been an Olympic runner, but he ran away to join a band instead. So we'll cover that later on. Karen, you um you just mentioned about uh, you haven't left Trowbridge. I I pretty much went by your house at the weekend. Oh, it was it was too you late didn't to come in for door. a cup of tea? Huh. Too late. I, I was coming back from the cheese and grain. Went down to went down to Froome. Oh, what were you watching? We went to see Toya from the eighties. I tell you what, I mean, uh, Toya Wilcox. She was, um, she she did say she's in her sixties, and you wouldn't guess it from the way she was jumping around the stage and like a flat out singing, what hour and a half gig? It was incredible. I think the local photographer, his name is, I think it's Chris Phillips. I'm pretty sure that's his name, and he takes all the pictures of the cheese and grain. And I follow him on all the socials, and the pictures looked amazing. Mm. And she is absolutely so, hilarious in doing her links between songs as well. Really funny. Well, while I was down there, and this is a shout out to Karen and Francis, who uh, I've known for ages. They they um they have a food van, and they go to quite a lot of festivals in the southwest, including Glastonbury. And they've just taken over a, a cafe in, oh, nice. in the, in the centre of Froome called Home in Froome, and they they basically do sharing platters. So Karen cooks the lot from scratch, and you can get like a, a Greek platter, a Spanish platter, Italian platter. There's loads of cakes there as well, loads of drinks. So we popped in there before the gig, and I can highly recommend nice. that. I mean, they they work so hard, as I say, I've, I've known them from. Them always being at festivals around here uh, with with their van, and they they found themselves a permanent setup now. Uh, I've been talking far too much, Kieran. What gigs have you been up to? 
I, I did a fantastic gig at the weekend at the Town Hall in Trowbridge. It was absolutely wonderful. It was the People Versus with a band called Peck in support. Um, and it was just a really, really wonderful night. It absolutely hammered down. And we sold sort of 45 tickets or whatever it was. And only half of them came. So it was a bit of a, like, I promise you we've got those ticket sales. And then no one came. I was just like, I promise you. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no it's fine. nightmare. No, it was fine. It was all good. Are you are you seeing that more with people who are feeling a bit uh, COVIDy or a bit poorly, and they're just choosing not to go? Possibly. I mean, they wouldn't necessarily tell me if they had COVID and why they're not coming. But um, I mean, obviously, two two plus makes four. I mean, there is so much COVID again doing the rounds. It's got cold around, isn't it? We I'm seeing gigs left, right, and centre. Like audiences drop off, um, and I think. I think, you know, unless you're young. So we're, we're going on a full on bender now, just young teenage bands, teenagers who don't care. You're going to get messy in front of each other and not worry about COVID. So that's the way forwards. Invest in the young. <laughs> the tickets have to be really cheap because they haven't got any money uh, and no jobs. But um, yeah, uh, I can't I can't rely on adults anymore, John. It's a new business model. It might work. Let's, uh, let's give it a go. See where we are in six <laughs> months time. eh? Yeah. Um, our first track for today is Tom Jenkins. So your selection. Um, why have we picked Tom? I absolutely love Tom. I genuinely love Tom. Um, he played for me once in Bristol. He supported Frank Turner in Froome for us. Um, he subsequently got signed by Extra Mile. Um, his new album is just amazing. I saw him at 2000 Trees and he made me cry. Which song did I choose? It's his latest song, isn't it? Which song did I choose? Be There For You. Well, that's it. That's, yeah. So, And it's just, I just love him and his lyrics and his in his gentle welshness really i just i just love wales i just love him
we've just played Tom Jenkins. Be there for you. Um, I've pre-ordered the record, John. I'm waiting for it to be delivered. I was going to say he's got a release coming out soon. We've got a date for that. Yeah, November the 24th or something, I think. It's the end of November. Oh, that'll come so... around quicker than you think. So I've got product placement. It kind of ties in with news we normally do at the end of the show. The, uh, the Guardian have just printed an article about how people are ditching streaming services and going back to physical product. In, in the interview, they say, oh, you know, I'm buying records at merch tables at gigs. And I bought this at the merch table at the gig last Saturday. What was really interesting about this is that there was nowhere you could buy this online. They didn't advertise it. There's no announcement. There's no, nothing on their band camp. The songs exist in the world. And then on their merch desk was the songs that I love playing on Spotify, but on a CD. So I bought the CD. And so, what's the CD, Kieran? Sorry, the CD is The People Versus, and it's just called The People Versus. I think it's just the name of the EP is self-titled. And it's uh, six tracks, and it's their latest sort of six tracks that are on, on Spotify. I absolutely adore them. And I was so delighted to find a physical version of the album. So there you go. See, now what, what I've heard from, from you in that statement there is that streaming is no longer something that hipsters do. So they've gone back to where they're more comfortable with vinyl and CD. And now uh, a hipster newspaper has now published that people are moving away from streaming services and going back to CD and vinyl, mm-hmm. which you would expect someone like The Guardian to do. Yes, right, for sure. That's exactly what The Guardian would do. But I'll tell you what, when, when we start seeing the um, the, the profits of Spotify and uh, and iTunes and that start to severely decline, then I'm then I'll be inclined to believe you. Well, you know what? Spotify, I don't know if this is still true, but at the beginning of COVID, they still hadn't turned a profit ever. You fact check yourself while I just uh, talk about the, the interview that we're going to play today. So it's part two of our Jimmy Watkins interview. Now, when, when he spoke to us a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about um, how he established the, the running punks. It's kind of, kind of a campaign group, I guess, to, to get people, particularly it started off getting musicians and, and bands into running just to kind of help with their, their mental state. And it's kind of snowballed in, into it's open for everybody and, and they do half marathons and do all kinds of uh, online presence and, and real life meetups as well. So that's what we talked about with Jimmy last time. Um, actually, we'll, we'll play a little clip of uh, what he does on YouTube because he's also got a bit of a claim from... Uh, um, reviewing albums as he's running. Uh, so this is a clip of uh, when he uh, reviewed Wet Leg's album. Wet Leg by Wet Leg in 60 seconds. Hang on that one chord because when the second chord hits, it's like walking into heaven with rosy cheeks full of mouthwash. It's sexy and it's rude. It makes me want to go to a party and throw all my cocktail sausages in the punch bowl. In summary, confidence and loneliness and neighbours. Be kind to everybody. Wet Leg, I love you. You got me listening to these as well, Kieran, because I didn't know this until we uh, spoke to Jimmy. But yeah, I've listened to quite a few now. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they're great, aren't they? They're just—I mean, they're not—they're not massively long, so you can really just quickly bang one on and then be like, and just have a laugh. And they're just so charmingly happy and positive, and really good for you. <laughs> I just love listening to them. He makes me smile. Yeah, it's just his his mannerisms, and he's just so always inspired by it or like whoa oh my god you know and he just does all the really goes for it it's just great that was kieran doing welsh <laughs> <laughs> it really was <laughs> anyway, this, this some part of the interview we talk more about his music so he was in future of the left and the vega bodegas uh, amongst some other bands and, and groups that he's been in the past um but that wasn't his first port of call he, he was uh, a professional runner so we start by talking to him about why he was an athlete and then why all of a sudden he ran away from that to to join a band instead. 
Why did you walk away from the Olympics, Jimmy? You're 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 a record holder. You're the <laughs> best man in Wales. You've got the option to go to the Olympics. Why did you turn it down? I turned it down because I'm the kind of person, and I I still am that person. I chase freedom. I, I'm a big believer that you should be free to do what you want. And when I kind of reached a really good standard of athletics, the the freedom thing about running got taken away, taken right. away, and it, it became about like the minute details everything was measured what you eat in how much iron is in your blood how much sleep you get in how big are your lungs all, all the freedom that i love about running got taken away and i remember just thinking i was in holland about to do a race and i was warming up i was like a little forest track next to the the athletics track i was running through the woods and i was like hit by the smell and i was like this smells exactly like the forest behind my parents house when i was a kid exactly like Exactly the wow. same. I just got I got transported like in my head to being a kid running around the mountain. And all of a sudden I was like, I miss that. I miss when running was just like fun, when there was just no pressure. I was out running. So I knew then I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. So I did a few more races. I came home and I was like, the thing is, I I enjoyed the free trips. I enjoyed going to Milan. I enjoyed <laughs> yeah, right. I enjoyed going to Moscow. I enjoyed all that. And I was thinking, what could I do? where I get to travel, but I get to do what I want. And I was like, being a band. It was that, it was just like, I can do everything I did as an athlete, but without having to eat salad, I can do it in a band. <laughs> and I can drink. So honestly, it was just like, this in my head, they seem quite similar things to do. I was like, oh, being a band and being a runner. I get to travel and I get to be, I get to be a nuisance. Let's do it. So that's what I did. Well, I mean, even that is an amazing story. <laughs> <laughs> I realised like now I'm 40, and those are the thoughts of a 24-year-old. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that that is honestly how my brain worked. I was like running. I, I never saw it as a weird thing that I yeah. ditched running to be in a band. I was like, no, they're both like forms of expression. You know, both ways really? to be yourself. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't see. Nah, I didn't see it as that big a deal. No, I do. Like if my do son. You re- do you regret your decision making? I don't regret it. I don't think there's a such thing as a bad decision in your life. I just think there are right ways and wrong ways to live with it. And I... Okay, I, that's interesting. I yeah. realise now that I lived with that decision in the wrong way. Right. You know, like, and I let it kind of consume me and uh, make me angry with stuff because of a decision I'd made. And it was so easy to blame that decision on other people because it, it made me feel better. I was like, well, you know, coaches made me do it. Welsh Athletics made me do it. it just And as soon as I stop blaming other people and realize no i made that decision myself i was like well it's not a bad decision then because i made it and i just need to live with it so yeah i don't regret it because i I like my life now i like it more than i have ever before so like i don't regret it that's the power of decision making music and running absolutely absolutely i mean if you asked me four years ago, I would have said I regret it because i'm miserable and i'm depressed (laughs) but no i'm not so it worked out all right it's worked out brilliantly, Jimmy. And now you're a, you're a stand-up guy and a pillar of the community. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's wild. You know, I'll tell you a funny story, right? About 10 years ago, while I was in Future the Left, I applied for a job in a running shoe shop in Cardiff. <laughs> and I didn't get the job, right? I didn't get the job. <laughs> they made me work for a day for free. And in the interview, I was like, I've run in the World Championships. Yeah. I was well shaped to meet a record holder and I didn't get the job. And I was, couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was a part-time job in a shoe shop. And that shoe shop had a big 
endorsement by a shoe company called On, which is part owned by Roger Federer, and they do these amazing running shoes, and there were posters everywhere for On. In a month's time, I am the face of their new fra- flagship shoe On. So that shop that I applied yes! to, I know for a fact will have a poster of me running in there, which ah! like blows my mind. <laughs> blows my mind that I got approached by On, and they asked me to make an advert for their new racing shoe. I really hope you're going to be at that shop on opening day when they unveil your poster. I will go there. I will go there. I will go there. Definitely. I hope it's the same manager is still there who interviewed you. Can you imagine? You, you've got to take your rejection letter as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember 10 years ago you said I couldn't work here? There's a poster of me on the wall now. Run in. Yeah, but, yeah it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. I want to touch upon the crazy lifestyle just for a brief moment, because I have a story. I was watching you uh, in Future of the Left at a venue in Bournemouth called 10 Million Postcards. And oh, yeah. I, it's a great show. It's a great show. I don't know if this is a, a standard crazy thing that you would do, but you t- taped a beer can to your head and then you were pouring it into people's mouths. <laughs> that, I used to do it the other way around. I used to tape it to a random person's head and then okay. pour, pour it in my mouth. So oh, I, it might have been that then. It might have been that. I might be wrong. I don't know. I think I might have just, I probably did the, the two. I used to gaffer tape sausages to my guitar and make people eat sausages during songs. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was pretty wild. I still am wild, but not to that. You, you are still wild, but in a very different way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So whilst, I mean, whilst that is hilarious and fun and entertaining and all the rest of it, it does come at a cost. And you brief, briefly touched upon then taking things to the excess. You say, uh, you know, you, you continued music, uh, but you didn't necessarily love it. But you you formed the Vega Bodegas, who I thought were great. You you played for me in Bath. We did a yeah. few shows. Very recently, you ended up on TV. How did that come about? <laughs> that was so random. So Peter Kuzminski, he's like, I think he's an Oscar winner. He did okay. Wolf, Wolf Hall. What else has he done? Uh, Wolf Hall is his big one. Okay. Um, and he's quite a controversial director and he, he will challenge the establishment a lot. I had a message from his PA saying he was a fan of the band. And can I explain the lyrics to our song, Rupert, Are You Ready? So okay. I, I, I explained the lyrics and I was like, I wrote this song when I was working on a horror film. I was like... a a runner on a horror film making cups of tea and stuff, the actors. So I was like, this song is about working behind the scenes on a horror movie. And the camera cameraman's name is Rupert. So it's just a story about Rupert being called the set. And he was like, oh, I love it. Amazing. It's perfect. And he asked <laughs> us to, yeah, he asked us to come down to Bristol for a couple of days and, and film, film us playing the song for his new TV series, which is wild, wild. But he kind of, I don't know if he lied, but... He told us that the whole song was being used, and I think eight seconds. Was, eight seconds. It was, about, it was about three seconds if you were lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in in fairness, he gave me a heads up. He did send me a message and say, "Look, I did tell you the whole song was going to be used, but um, due, due to editing, we got about a couple of seconds in there. So, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Did you, do you get PRS royalties for that? Do they do they P- PPL pay out to you? <laughs> I sold the song, so we had yeah. an option. I just sold the song. Just took like um, an upfront fee, and we got we got paid for acting in it. Which oh, amazing! It's kind of like it was it was the best payday I've ever had in a band for like <laughs> three three seconds of music. <laughs> well, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, okay, so where can people find more information about Running Punks? Um, so we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram as Running Punks. 
I'm on Twitter myself as Biggie Timkins and Instagram as Nutbush Jimmy Limits. So that's where you can find me. So this is the Vega Bodegas. Cool. We've just played the Vega Bodegas. That's one of uh, Jimmy's bands, our, uh, our guest for the week. Uh, that track is called Welcome to the Slow Cooker. Kieran, you were, you were looking up uh, Spotify profits. Did you find anything? I have. They've they've made a loss every year since they've been a, a, an organisation. However, they are due to make a profit in 2022. So this was dated November last year. They're on course to make profit in 2022. I don't know if that's been announced yet. But um, they have been a loss making up to this point. So there you go. That, that is genuinely educational. I like that, Kieran. Thank you. 
But I, I do I do remember going to the BPI meetings when I was working at Discovery and and pay, paying a lot of sort of interest, a lot of attention to Spotify and Tidal, et cetera, and Amazon and all the rest of them. And basically none of them could be profitable unless they had a mar- um, like an overarching market dominance. Um, and so because none of them achieved that, and I've actually got quite a lot of friends who use Apple Music but refuse to use Spotify. So it, the chances are you're probably dialed into one and not the other because why would you pay for two stream premium streaming services? They do the same thing, more or less. And so... I don't think anybody had the 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 capacity, you know, that whatever whatever that pro, you know margin was to actually dominate. So I think they'll always stay non-profitable, which is partly why the artists get paid so little. Yeah, because I'm sure if they were earning the big bucks, they would give more of that straight back to the musicians, wouldn't they? Oh yeah, I'm sure they would, course, John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've had some some lovely news about Trowbridge Town Hall getting a bit bit of extra money to do a bit of renovation work. Can you tell us anything? I, I don't believe they've been giving any more money than they had previously been given. However, you know, the organisation is always applying for grants, etc. So there's always grants coming in for certain projects. Have you got any other news you want to share this week, Hiram? Uh, no. <laughs> you really had to think about that, didn't you? Wow. Yeah, I've, I've got news, but I can't share it just yet. Oh, OK. Well, hold, hang on to that then. Um, so we've, case... we've, got, we've, got, we've got a gig announcement to make in Swindon. So there's a band that we worked with when one of the members was like 12, 13. He's now in a really big, famous band. I say really big. Their first album was credit, you know, lauded and everyone loved it. And I really think they're just going to hit the next level now. So I've got that to announce this win and I'm very excited about that. So you've got stuff to tell me, but you're not allowed to tell me. Not yet. Uh, well, we will hear it first as soon as we're allowed to talk about that. In that case, I've just got a couple of gigs that caught my eye uh, coming up in the next few days. So... 15th of October uh, over in Swindon at the Moonrakers, we've got Scarfest all, all day long. Lots of music, lots of, well, obviously Scar from the name Scarfest. That's uh, raising money for local charities. If you like a bit of Scar, then get along to the Moonrakers. 17th uh, at the um, at Rough Trade in Bristol, you can see Orchards. I think we've played them on the show before. I, think. I love them so much. Yeah. So much. What day is 17th? That is the 17th, which is a Monday. Thursday? Who has a gig on a Monday? You know what, John? I'm I, I love them so much. I'm going to go, and I am going to be going to the Comedia in Bath on the nineteenth to see Hasey Dixie, ah. who are they're effectively a, a Appalachian hillbilly equivalent of the Wurzels, with all their banjos and stuff. They are. I've seen them a couple of times, and they are. They're playing at Comedia soon as well. That's why I just said Bath Comedia. Oh, on sorry. The <laughs> yes, they, they are. They're on the UK tour. So I've got quite a few venues that they're doing in the next couple of months um, before they head off to Europe. So that's definitely one for me. Amazing. Cool. Uh, right. If anyone wants to get in touch, shareisolation at gmail.com or you can log on to shareisolation.co.uk and find uh, previous shows there or your streaming service of choice. That's it from me, Kira. Any other business to discuss? No, I am good to go. Cool. In that case, I'll say thank you for listening and we'll be back same time, same place next week. Until then, toodles. Ciao. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye.